Mark Watson is an English comic and author. His new book, Eleven, is an observation of modern life. It's been described by Stephen Fry, no less, as brilliantly hilarious and hilariously brilliant. And Mark joins us on Afternoons. Now, that must have been a bit exciting for you. Mark, are you a, a Stephen Fry fan? Uh, to be honest, the, he said that about one of my previous books, but they used the quote uh, for this book because they hadn't got any other um, press at that point. Um, so uh, it's several <laughs> so years we'll out just of date. Do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he would. I mean, this book's um, a lot better than the one that he uh, he did say about. So um, I uh, I don't have too many regrets, but uh, at the time it was really exciting. Yeah, he said that about my first novel. Unfortunately, it's the kind of quote that you um, you might only get once in a lifetime, so it keeps being recycled. He's just such an amazing comedian. Is he somebody that you've um, that you've admired? Have you met him? I've met him a couple of times, yeah, um, very briefly. And I, I think everyone admires him. Really. I think he's probably the most um, kind of widely loved um, public figure and entertainer that you can think of, certainly in Britain. You know, he, and he's such a, a he does so much of everything. Such a polymath, really, a writer, performer, poet, and sort of general wit. There's no one else in his um, category, really. He's so a bit sort a of Oscar Wilde, to, um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's sort of the um, the closest uh, that we've got to Oscar Wilde these days, both in terms of um, range of interests and uh, actual personality as well, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was amazing to have him uh, even read anything that I'd done, let alone, um, you know, be so complimentary about it. But he's very generous, a very generous man, I think. So tell us, tell us about Eleven. Give us a, a, a look at what it's about for you. Well, um, it, uh, it's called Eleven because it's about um, a chain of Eleven events which is set off um, by something very innocuous which happens to the main character, or rather something that he doesn't do. And the story is really about um, the extent to which we uh, do or don't get involved in each other's lives. Um, the, uh, the, the, the plot of the book is that um, a very small decision not to get involved in something by the main character. Um, he sees someone being beaten up and doesn't intervene, and it leads to an enormous uh, chain of consequences in that kind of butterfly effect sort of thing where everything you do affects something else. The book is kind of about that and about how uh, living in a city, we constantly sort of our lives intersect with the lives of thousands of other people, but we quite often just um, deliberately don't get involved. And um, uh, the main character is a, a, a talk, sort of talkback DJ who sort of listens to people's problems, and that's his job. But um, in real life, he's very reluctant to get involved. And, um, yeah, the story is the story of um, uh, a man kind of learning that you do have to try and get involved in other people's lives, basically. And why, um, can I ask, there may be no particular reason, but why 11? Because you've, uh, you've got 11 lives, you've got 11 sort of events, you've got this uh, thing yeah, about no 11. Yeah, reason. It just seemed to be, it just seemed to kind of suggest itself more and more as the book went on. Um uh, the one reason is that he, uh, the character's initials are XI, which is eleven, um, in Roman. Of numerals. course, Xavier uh, Island. Yes. Yeah, um, it's a name which he adopts for himself. Um, I mean, without wanting to spoil the book, he sort of he has to change his name, and that's the name he chooses. So, um, the number eleven and the character seem to be sort of tied into one another right from the start, and he lives at number eleven as well, and uh, it just becomes a kind of. Um, motif uh, as the book goes on and it's hard to say sometimes why that happens but um the more uh the more I wrote the book the more it seemed to uh, 11 just kept coming up and it just seemed to be um and it's a number that hasn't had that much um attention so far hopefully this will change it a highly neglected number that um well a criminally overlooked number yes yeah. well, <laughs> hopefully after this it, it might be up there with the likes of seven 
Anyway, that's right. It's good that you're standing tall on behalf of Elevens someone's got everywhere. To, <laughs> someone's got to champion poor old Elevens. Just tucked in there after 10 and you can easily forget all about it. But beautiful legs. I don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah, great looking number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, look, the whole idea of six degrees of separation, the choices we don't we don't make affects us as as much as yeah. the choices we do make. Is that um, is that does that come from personal experience or is or from observation? I guess you would have to be a good observer to be a good comic. I think it's probably both. I mean, I think it's a kind of general observation from living in London that um, people do overlook each other's. Uh, problems and and do decide not to do things which would you know you, you do get that sense of um kind of urban alienation um but also from personal experience uh i i do tend to not get involved a lot of times when i'd like to just because i do tend to try and live my life um with the least resistance possible um and i'm quite often aware that i i would like to uh just make the effort to uh to intervene a bit more to help people or to and i very often don't um, not out of kind of callousness, but just because it's uh, you always feel as if it's not really your place. So I think the character has quite a lot of my traits in that he um, would like to be helping people, but ultimately he always feels that it's not it's not quite. Uh, well, I was going to say not quite worth it. It's not really that. It's just very easy to go through your life and not kind of not take action because it's just always easy not to. You know, it's just kind of intrinsically lazy people, perhaps emotionally yeah, lazy. Sure yeah, maybe emotionally lazy. Yeah, I think the willingness to help um, or to understand each other is is there always. But in the end, you, um, there is certainly a culture in a big city of uh, like keep yourself to yourself. It's to do with personal space, I think, as well. We all feel that when we live in such crowded cities and crowded areas that your personal space becomes crucial. You want to sort of draw a line around yourself and keep yourself separate from other people because of the way that we're all permanently kind of on top of each other. Um, and I think that's a consequence of living in, you know, a world where we've got technology and we're all in, we are all in contact pretty much all the time. But if you're not careful, it can mean that um, even though you're seeing people constantly, you're actually less engaged with them than, than ever before because you're so desperate to kind of preserve your own uh, privacy and p- peace and quiet that you can overlook quite big stuff that's going on right in front of you. We're talking on Afternoons to Mark Watson, his uh, English comedian and author of the new novel, Eleven. It's been referred to as lad-lit. This is a new kind of concept to me. I don't know whether it's a, something we, a genre we haven't um, come across in Australia yet, but I guess, you know, you sort of put yourself alongside people like Nick Hornby, or that genre does. Is, it a, is that a... Uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's... Um, I think it's kind of... Um, uh, uh, it's a genre I prefer, in a way, to separate myself from. Well, actually, no, I've, I've got no problem with being in with the authors of the quality of Nick Hornby and that kind of style. Um, the, it's just the name Lad Lit is pretty off-putting. I don't it's, well, it's, it's a, obviously like a, a parallel to Chick Lit, isn't it? <laughs> yes, which itself is a sort of horrible term, I think. I mean, I, I think um, I, I would hope that this book has kind of a universal, well, maybe not universal, but at least a wide appeal, um, I think that Ladlet kind of suggests that it's about men's stuff or that it's kind of particularly masculine in some way, which I don't think it is. Um, but then I've heard people say that um, as many men as women actually read Chicklet and plenty of women read books that are supposedly uh, aimed at men anyway. So maybe the whole thing is a bit of a simplification. But certainly um, I'd like to think it'd be possible for a girl to read it.
lads don't really need the literature all of their own because most stuff is so kind of um, man-centric anyway. Well, you've got Zoo magazine. We Unfortunately, we have, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You do so much. You, you've got your you, uh, online environmental group and uh, that became your first non-fiction book, Crap at the Environment. And uh, one of the things that you do that I, I was really fascinated in is your 10-year self-improvement challenge or uh, TISIC yeah. for short. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, TISIC is not the most uh, catchy of uh, acronyms, but there we are. Well, I decided at the start of my 30s that I would, um, which was just this this uh, February just gone, I decided it was time to um, uh, essentially just make a plan to improve myself over the next 10 years, um, not through any recognised self-improvement programme or any book or anything like that, but, but just by saying myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I, I do like to make lists. <laughs> um, uh, so I made a list of a few key things which I wanted to... The, this kind of overriding things. I want to become more of an optimist. I want to become a more positive person, and that's my sort of big challenge. You want to conquer um, your fear of lightning. Years. Yeah, within this, within this um, vow to be optimistic, there are several kind of small challenges which if I believe if I can master them all I'll be a much nicer person by the time I'm uh, 40 so I've got a terrible fear of lightning which I need to conquer um, I drink too much so I'm trying to cut down on that um, I have a habit of comparing myself with other people and being sort of too competitive I'm again trying to phase that out um, and I've always wanted to play the drums to a high level but I haven't managed to so that's uh, it's a mixture of um, quite serious and quite frivolous <clears throat> Can you play them at all me, or uh, you, you just challenges. make a bit of a racket? Well, I, yeah, no, I kind of can play a little bit because I did. I was in a band as a teenager, like a lot of people were, but I've really let it go for the past um, fifteen years or so. I have made some progress with that challenge already. I've managed to get a few lessons and be. Um, I've done a couple of like drums in a couple of very informal uh, little gigs. Things like um, reducing my alcohol dependency and getting over the lightning thing are, are more long term. I see those as kind of decade long challenges, really. Something sort of wandering around paddocks with a with a, a, a key or an umbrella or something. And well, and yeah, I have afraid. been to I've been to kind of uh, scientific exhibitions about what causes lightning and stuff like that, trying to expose myself to it and you know know your enemy. Um, but it, it is difficult. I mean, I'm writing a blog every day. I've uh, I've committed to write it every day of the ten years, in fact. Um, and my hope is that uh, by making these challenges, you know, so public, I'll, I'll just have to achieve them. Um, and I've I've asked people to uh, set themselves their own sort of ten year challenges on the blog, and I've got a couple of hundred people also trying to do something um, over the next ten years. Ten years is such a long time period that I feel it's kind of um, there's a nice feeling of a kind of joint quest about it because everyone that's following it will all have, be a lot older by the time it's over, and hopefully we'll have all kind of developed and given each other courage. It's a ten-year holy grail. It's a it's a um, it's a it's a wonderful concept. F- fantastic to talk to you, Mark. It's a great book. Yeah, you too. And uh, have a great time in Australia. Nice to talk to you.